A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello listeners and welcome to this World Game Changes podcast episode where we are doing another edition, another episode of Angels with Dirty Faces. And this time to help us along with the, the theme of it, which is Torn Between Two Lovers, is Mick Garton, close personal friend, business associate and also my esteemed colleague, Gary Clark. Mick, it's over to you, Torn Between Two Lovers. <laughs> Good title indeed. Uh, first, I'd like to start with the uh, the way we sort of all got together in terms of the Carlton Town Nottingham Forest connections. Uh, so I'll start with you, if I can, Paul. Going back, uh, I obviously took over as chairman in the early part of this decade, uh, and my relationship with you was formed on the basis of the charity work you were doing, and uh, I think. Uh, if my memory serves me right, we met at an event and, and there was a mutual thing where your, your lad sort of was working for me. Uh, and I, I got involved with the charity. You got involved with Carlton Town. What's your first memories of, uh, uh, of, of, of the two of us meeting, Paul, and uh, your first involvement with Carlton Town? It was at that hotel at Junction 25, Mick, um, Junction 25 of the M1. And it was in a January. It was about 20 years ago, 2005. In fact, it was January 2005, I think. Was it Chopper Harris? Yes, it was. It was Chopper Harris. And we met there and we just clicked. And I said, you know what, Mick? I like to do business over a cup of tea and a slice of cake. Let's meet up. Let's have a chinwag and see where it takes us. And that's that's what we did, Mick. And then, um, you know, it it became obvious that we'd got a – you know, there was a deep love of Nottingham Forest there. Obviously, I loved and respected what you was doing with, you know, Carlton Town. And we kind of just built it from there. And I think uh, later on that year, we did the uh, the Brian Clough tribute dinner, if you remember, where we had nearly 600 people at the East Midlands Conference Centre. A lot of the European lads there and Clive Thomas, the ex-referee, Javid Khalid, the world champion boxer at the time and many, many more. Um, yeah, it kind of went from there, Mick, is my earliest recollection. And uh, I think, you know, moving that forward, we, we we obviously continued working together at the time on one or two dinners, one or two events, always kept in touch. Uh, and, and, and from memory, uh, you then came in and, and, and helped us at court with some sponsorship. And uh, the relationship's sort of gone from there, really, and it's it's been steady and, and continuous pretty much all the way through, even when you sort of moved abroad to Spain, we still kept in touch and spoke and, and you know, it's it, it, it really has been a long-term thing. In terms of you, Gary, your story is a little bit different because, and again, correct me if my memory deceives me in any way, but I think we first met seven or eight years ago. Uh, from memory, you took a table at one of the functions at Carlton and uh, I knew of you because I'd bought you, I'd, I'd bought and read your book, uh, I'd, I'd, 
I'd seen you from a distance at a couple of events. I knew your dad because he was very persistent in coming and making sure I was selling uh, selling your book. And if I'd sold out, he'd, he'd walk into the shop and spot I'd sold out and straight away be in my office with another pile for me, even without invitation. But oh, that's yeah. not a criticism. He was, just, uh, he was just doing his sales pitch. And... The first, I think, my first meeting with you was you, you, you came to a you came to a Carlton Town event and didn't know you, but you came over to me, introduced yourself, and you very kindly said, "Look, I understand you you're all volunteers down here, and you're raising some money, and you kindly donated some stuff for the auction." And I can remember the next dinner came up, and uh, I think it was Mick West who'd, who'd, who'd sort of a, who's a friend of mine as well who'd invited you on the table or invited you to take a table, and you came to the next do. Uh, and, and again, you did exactly the same thing. And, and I think this pattern was continued. You came to one or two events. I, I can remember you buying shots at the end of the night for all the committee. You came over and said, got a lot of respect for what you people do down here. And you're having a shot with me. And you bought everybody a drink right at the end of the evening before we went home, which was a nice touch. And I think the relationship went from there, really. I do remember you donated every single year. And then I think, correct me if I'm wrong uh, Gaz but I think when you really got involved was during Covid you, you couldn't go and watch your beloved forest and the only game you could actually come and see was Carlton Town and you, you came down to watch us and you I can remember you coming up to me and saying bloody hell this is good I, you know I never really sort of massively been into non-league and from then on it sort of got to the stage where you were coming pretty much every game and uh, it built from there really and uh, and then we did the I think then uh, we sort of did the, uh, during COVID, we, we talked about working together and uh, the charity event was, was next on the agenda. And it's really blossomed from there, Gary, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right. I think it, yeah, you're right. Bang on, Mick. Bang on the money. It was about eight, nine years ago. I remember Mike West, I got to know Mike at Forest because we used to go hospitality a lot at Forest, like your good self. Uh, got to know Mike and he he was he did a lot of events at the time, didn't he? He uh, yeah. Robin Forest, uh, and I think he, obviously a good friend of yours, and 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 he, he says like you know my mate Mick Garton's doing a the, at Carlton Town they do a Christmas luncheon fundraiser. I can't remember what it was the first time I went down who, who, who the guest was, but I took a table through Mike, took a few friends down, and we we really enjoyed it. It was a Friday afternoon, a bit unusual really because we know these events are normally night time, but yours was a, a Friday afternoon just before Christmas. I really we really, all all of us really enjoyed it, and I think I went over and introduced myself to you. My dad had spoke. My dad had spoke highly of you. I think you start selling the. Um, my dad's book in your shop starts off with. Yeah, both books. Yeah, because my dad wrote a book, probably about yeah seven eight years ago, nine years ago. And he's, I think he, like you say, is a bit, is a bit of a, a good salesman. Is like show things your way. Um, I think he was in an eighty shop every every week. So I can remember him going in and he spoke spoke about you quite a lot too, mate. And I never, I never met you. And then obviously went to got invited to that event, and I thought I'll come over and introduce myself. And uh, I said, oh, you know, you know, my dad. Um, obviously, he sold his book, book in your shop. So I, I, when we, I think we sat down for half an hour or ten minutes at the end of the event, and had a bit of a chat, and we got on pretty well. For, obviously, mutual Forest fans. Um, and then um, we got invited again the year after. I think I might have said then I'll have a table next year. I, I think I gave him a number. Uh, we kept in touch then, I think, and uh, I took a table the year after. And I, I think I turned around and said, I'll have one every year then. We, we do enjoy it. So we started coming every year, didn't we? I didn't go down to watch Carlton for a while. It took a while because obviously 
I followed Forest and I'm always busy on Saturdays. And then, uh, like you say, it was during COVID. You weren't allowed to go and watch uh, professional football during COVID, but the, the government opened up grassroots where you could go down um, and watch the non-league football. Well, obviously, uh, Carlton Town was my first choice. So we, we, we went down a couple of times, took a few mates down there, really, really enjoyed it. You can have a pint at the side of the pitch. What I noticed, it's a really family, friendly family club and everyone's really nice down there. We took to it. Um, and then uh, I think you came up with the idea of doing a doing a charity match. Obviously, I got him during COVID. Uh, obviously, I met I'm, I'm, at one of these events just before COVID struck. I met Paul. He did some comparing for you on the Paul Art do. And Paul introduced himself to me. I bought a couple of Paul's books. I was intrigued by, by Paul, to be honest with you, selling his books in. I wanted to know a bit more about Paul. You know, so I bought a couple of his books. And obviously, Bestwood was mentioned. And I, I lived in Arnold a lot of my life, which is on the on the doorstep of Bestwood. Um, so I think I was really intrigued by Paul. And Paul came over, introduced himself, gave me his card. And Paul kept in touch. And then he invited me on a podcast for his for his world. He just set a new charity up at the time during COVID, World Game Changers. He invited me to get involved with that. Um, and then we, uh, you, it was your idea to do the... the uh, the charity football game between us all, between both Carlton Town and World Game Changers. And obviously, it come on right as, as, as COVID came to sort of uh, the end and it was probably one of the first events where everyone was allowed out and it was overwhelming success where we had that many people came to the event. We, we couldn't cope, raised a hell of a lot of money, um, you know, beyond our wildest dreams, really, for everybody. Um, and then... Uh, Got more and more involved with Paul's charity, more and more involved with Carlton Town. I've been doing stuff with Carlton for years. I always donated to you, um, like you said. You know, I really enjoyed doing that. I like doing stuff like that. And uh, I like football. I like, I like helping Carlton Town out, you know. And then, uh, obviously, during COVID, Brian Dennett passed away, the commercial manager, which which was very sad. Um, obviously, due to respect to his family and everything, uh, you left it and there was a void for a while and uh, obviously you you were looking at and taking new new staff on voluntary voluntary staff on um, and I think you've seen something in me where I know people and and then you took the plunge obviously with my past record as well I, I felt sort of uh, humbled that you showed faith in me and Paul as well with the charity you know about my history and my bad old days as the people call it um, and you took a, a gamble on me both of you both of you took a gamble on me really um, I'm very humble to this day. You, you know, you did that for me. I'm very, very proud that I've come on board with both of you. So I think I think we're. I think I speak for Paul as well when when I say that uh, I think both of us have. Uh, if 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 you say we take a gamble, I think it's probably one of the best gambles I've ever taken because from a personal point of view, after as you rightly said, uh, Ryan Daddy had sadly passed away and. Uh, uh, just going back to the charity game, Gary. I remember that we, we were we were looking. I mean, we 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 obviously financially were in a we're, we're in a situation where we we'd still got the bills to pay. We, we were able to sort of access some draft grants, which Dave Hodgson proved to be very good at. But technically, you know, the majority of the bills still had to be paid, and we were desperate at the time to to bring some money in. And uh, uh, you were obviously getting involved with Paul and the charity. And I, I just remember saying, look. What, what we need to kickstart something after COVID, and uh, the two of us got together and uh, we put the deal on. As you rightly say, it was a fantastic success, uh, and with the help of Paul, we, we, we managed to uh, 
yeah, I mean, I can remember on the day, it, it was just overwhelming, the number of people came. But just going on from that, Gaz, just just from, from our point of view, what actually happened was we obviously needed, out of respect to Brian, because he'd been such a good commercial manager and a press officer at the club, we needed to leave a time after his death before, you know, we didn't want to just go to point somebody the next day. But I spoke with several people at the club, including Tommy and, and, and one or two others, uh, and it was felt that, uh, you know, you were already coming, you were already contributing. And uh, I, I thought it would be nice to put it on an official footing. And uh, you say about your past, uh, rightly, I'd be, I'd be interested to get Paul's take on that as well, because I, I'm, I'm a big believer in finding people as a take, take them. And you, to me, and I'm, I'm not uh, trying to blow smoke up your backside, as it were, but you just seem to be somebody that, OK, you've got a past, but... You just seem to want to do good and help people. And to this day, that is my overwhelming thing that comes across to me with you, that you, where you, you will go out if you way to help people. And uh, uh, you're, a decent, you're a decent human being, to be honest. And, uh, uh, yeah, so it, it was a no-brainer. I realised one or two questions might come our way. Why have you taken this, this gentleman on with his background? And in fairness, it hasn't really. Uh, I think everybody everybody can see that the contribution you're making and the, 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 the all the, the work you do for Paul's charity, not only that, but other things that we've been involved with, like Ukraine and other events. And uh, so from a personal point of view, uh, I take people as I find them and uh, I think it's one of the best decisions I've, I've made getting you involved. What's your take on getting Gary involved with the charity, Paul, and working alongside you? The you know, there's an old biblical saying, isn't it? Let he use without sin cast the first stone. Hey, listen, we've all got a past. Spoke about this in previous uh chapters. We've all got a past, we've all got skeletons in the cupboard. The brave will say, Do you know what? I may have turned left there where I may probably should have turned right. That's a lesson learned. The world will judge you. Personally, I've been through so much in my own world that. I'm used to judgment and they mean nothing. I, not for one second did I ever think about Gary in his past or, or whatever, or whatever, you know, and I spoke about this, Mick, to answer your questions, as I say, in previous chapters. I just resonated towards his energy and his spirit. He's a good skin. You know, he's a good skin. It's, that's it. What he's done in the past, I don't care. I don't give a monkeys. And, you know, because I've had so many people judge me about this, that and the other, I just let them go. But if, when I think when you, you know, like attracts like, you resonate with people that you just know uh, you're going to rub along with, whatever the past is. We've all, we've all done things that we shouldn't have done. So what? You know, we've all scored an own goal here and there. Some of us <laughs> on the football pitch probably more times than they should have. That was when I was moved from right back to uh, right wing because I was apparently I was too, uh, too much of a risk at fullback. But anyway, that's another story. I don't know. I don't know. You played. You played fullback in the charity match last year, Paul. Last summer. Well, I, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't notice you left back. <laughs> yeah, I'm the wrong side of the pitch for me. But anyway, um, to quote Schwarzenegger, I will return. <laughs> uh, no guys, uh, just 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 following up from that. So obviously, uh, me and Paul uh, Gaz took the same view. Uh, albeit probably coming to that conclusion from different angles, but albeit the same view as it was. And uh, quite clearly, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's a positive relationship now. And uh, Carlton Town are the beneficiaries of that without a shadow of doubt. And Paul's charity, uh, you know, has, 
has, has also been the benefit, benefactors of that, and also particularly with that one event. I mean, I know we've done other stuff since then, but that one event was particularly uh, successful, and uh, I think we could all be proud of the role we played in that. Uh, just moving on a little bit now, because uh, the, the the angle of this is is slightly interesting, because what we're going to touch on now is... Uh, from a personal point of view, as you've said, I, I, I've been a Forest season ticket holder for many, many years. Uh, we've got some corporate facilities there now. We, we, we have the programme contract down there for many years. So there's a working element to that as well. And there's also the element where, uh, you know, we take guests, customers and that sort of thing. Uh, and the one beauty we've always had with the Northern Premier League is that we're allowed at Colton Town to swap our fixtures with another club. So... Obviously, that doesn't mean you're going to get every fixture uh, swapped over. But during the course of a season, you can pretty much you can pretty much say that majority of weeks that Forrester at home, Colton won't be at uh, Colton won't be at home. That they, they they switch vice versa. So during the course of the season, it may well be in terms of Forest, I only probably miss perhaps four. Sorry, in terms of Colton, I'll perhaps miss four four home games during the course of the season at the most. I think this season so far, I've only missed one. Uh, and we're, we're, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're, we're the back end of the year. I can't always get to away games, whether it be Forest or Colton, because I work Saturday mornings and don't finish till till dinner. Uh, as you all know, I've, I've, I've run a couple of businesses. So, but it, it, it has always been a challenge. And, and the fact I do pay for corporate facilities at Forest. Uh, means that at the end of the day, I don't really want to miss any Forest games given the amount of money I pay. But also what I try and do with that is I auction prizes off to, to help raise money for Colton by way of, uh, uh, at the Christmas lunch next week, you'll you'll find, uh, well, it's in a few days, you'll find there'll be prizes given, two seats in the box with food, blah, 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 which will be given to Colton Town to help raise money for Colton Town. So, uh, there's always been a massive advantage to Colton Town with with the, with the hospitality that I've got at Forest. Uh, obviously, Gary, we'll start with you uh, because Paul, obviously, uh, again, uh, comes at it from a slightly different angle. But uh, I, mean, I mean, I suppose from your point of view, you're, you're grateful of the fact that you can get to both Forest and Colton games. But sometimes you've had to choose Forest, Gaz, and I think sometimes you've had to choose Colton because you've invited people or whatever. What do you find that a difficult one, or uh, I mean, torn between two lovers? It's you can have more than one lover, then, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of the lads know know me. I've got about ten lovers, male and female. You know I mean, uh, you call me. Uh, I've got more clubs than Jack Nicholas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, female. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, Charlie, my lad, likes Forest. Obviously, it's all, especially doing really well these days. So, he, he, I'm, I'm very lucky that uh, Charlie's got a godfather called Mark. Um, and if if I've got to go, obviously, because I'm the personal manager now at Colton, I get the sponsors in um, on match days. So I feel if Colton are at home, Forest are at home, um, I have to I have to meet the sponsors. I feel obligated to meet the sponsors. It don't look very good if I get the sponsors in. Hey, oh, Gary's at Forest. You know what's he doing up Forest when one of these people are coming half the time? You know, coming to meet me and meet and greet me and watch a game under my guidance and hospitality. You know, I don't. I feel that I've got to be at Carlton to be honest with you. 
it's a no-brainer for me, really, because I, 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 I do enjoy going to court and, and I, I like grassroots football these days. I, I've got the bug, as Dave Watson would say. I've I, I got bitten by the bug. Um, it's diff- it, it, it makes it hard because Charlie likes to go to Forest, especially now we've got promotion to the Premier League. But I'm very, very lucky that I've got Mark last two time, last two Saturdays. I think I've, I missed the Palace game and I missed the Brentford game because I went somewhere else. Um, and Mark took Charlie along. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate that Mark could, Mark could accommodate Charlie on match days, being his godfather as well. So I'm, I'm pretty lucky, really, that I can do Carlton Town when I want to. Um, and obviously I work for Carlton now, so I feel obligated to help out more, a bit more. Um, uh, being an old school forest as well, I've seen it all and done it all. Uh, I don't mind picking the games. Um, Brentford at home on a Saturday don't do too much for me these days, to be honest with you. Um, Crystal Palace, you know, I missed a good day there. We won one nil. Don't get me wrong, but um, I enjoyed it at Dan Carlton as well. So, I, you know, I wasn't too bothered. You know, Gaz, you've took in a few Palace. away games for both clubs as well this season. Yeah, yeah, I've done um, a couple of coach trips away with Carlton. Um, Forest, obviously Charlie, my boy, wants to go to every Premier League, more or less every Premier Grand. Um, so I'm going to go to a lot more Forest games. What I normally do away from home, I normally only pick four or five during the season. I normally, when we've been in the Championship, because I've got mates at Birmingham, Bristol City, Middlesbrough, I normally do the same ones every year, taking a nice out or a weekend away. Um, I, I do an odd couple where Charlie hasn't been, because I like him to get his, uh, I'm a bit of a ground upper. And Charlie's uh, going to be a grand opera. He's done about 34 uh, British grands now. He's only 12. Uh, but he wants to go to all the big ones this year, you know, i.e. Tottenham, West Ham. He hasn't been to those, so I've got to go to these. He wants to take him. So, yeah, um, I'm going to more away games this year than what I normally do because we're back in the Premier League. Um, and obviously, my son wants to go to him. I mean, when, when we drew Blackburn away in the Cup the other week, I thought, oh, Blackburn away on a Tuesday night up in uh, in December. I've been there numerous times over the years. It's back and beyond, middle of nowhere, further than Manchester. Anyway, we, we draw them in the cup. Charlie, late night draw, I think it was. I spoke to Charlie in the morning before he went to school. Oh, you don't fancy Blackburn, do you, Charlie? Oh, yeah, Dad, I want to go Blackburn in the cup. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh, no, that's all I need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just before Christmas. So, as a father, I will take him. I will take him. You know what I mean? So, but I, I remember when I was a kid, I didn't have somebody to take me all no. the time, and I was good. I was absolutely gutted because my dad's from Cambridge, and he, you know, he's a Forest fan, but he wouldn't take me to Blackburn on a Tuesday night in the cup, if you know what I mean. But I, I feel like I missed out a lot back, back when I was younger. You know what I mean? I don't want my Charlie to feel like he's missed out. You know, at, at a young age, I want him to. We might not be in the Premier League forever. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm open. I think we'll be all right, but you never know. So. He might not get to visit Tottenham for another 15 years. So I'm not going to let him miss these events, if you know what I mean, as well. Yes, that's, that's totally my view as well. And, 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 and during the course of the last few years, I've probably done one Forest away match a season, quite a few Colton, but only one Forest away match, where this year I've, I've done similar. I've made a point of getting to the games because, like you say, the chance to go to Arsenal, Man City, even though we got stuff, was was a good opportunity. And I think one of the advantages with being in the Premier League, although some people would see it as a disadvantage, is that you've got games on a Sunday, games on a Monday, games on a Friday. So 
there is a mix. And when you support two clubs, that, that actually can be an advantage. So, the, 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 you know, the, the, there are ifs and buts and, and there's certainly one or two things that work in our favour. Paul, from your point of view, uh, you're a little bit different because you, you don't, you know, even though you've sponsored Carlton and uh, you, you've been involved with Carlton for a lot of games, sorry, for a lot of years, you're not somebody who I would describe that comes to every game, but from your point of view, uh, this season and, and last season, I know that you've sponsored so many games. You've sponsored the match ball. You've sponsored the uh, uh, the mascots and got involved with outside of it. And again, you don't go to every Forest game, but you'll 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 go to some Forest games. And w w what's your angle on the uh, going to Carlton games, going to Forest games, getting involved? Where do you stand on all this, Paul? Yeah, um, in terms of physical attendance, because obviously business is kicking off massively. Um, I've just relocated from Spain back to the south of England. Uh, as you know, rather than my native Nottingham, uh, that is for business reasons. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my, you know, my attendances are sparse, to say the least. But I actually don't worry about that because, for me, it's where the heart lies. You know, Nottingham is my city. You know, I'm not a Carlton boy, as you know, I'm a Bestwood lad. Um, but, you know, through my friendship with you, Mick, and obviously the investment that's been made over the years, you know, the financial part's the easy part, but the emotional investment to go down to Carlton Town and see what, you know, beautiful people are doing, you know, real great things just for the love of football and, you know, giving kids a chance. I just think it's magical. You can't put a price on that. So when it comes to that, that's where the emotional draw is. You know, I don't have to turn up on a Saturday to, you know, to Carlton Home game because that's not where my love of the club is. My love of the club is for the unsung heroes, and there are a lot of them at Carlton Town, and what they do for the benefit of the local community and particularly the younger people. As you know, Mick, I sponsored the I've sponsored the academy in past years. You know, giving giving grassroots football, you know, a chance, if you will. And that's where I'm more than happy to certainly invest my money, but more importantly, my heart. And that's what matters. The forest thing, you know, oh, blimey, I wish I could divorce Forrest. I wish I could do, you know, I'm falling in love with Carlton, but I can't I can't divorce Forrest. It's, you know, hence the sort of torn between two lovers because they've drove me nuts over the years. Drove me nuts, you know. Um, but you like I say, I don't go to that many games but they'll always be in my heart, massively. I think the the interesting thing is, and uh, you know, that, that, that everything goes in cycles. And I think last season in particular, that the interesting thing for me was that last season, Colton had a really good season in the sense that we only missed out on the playoffs and we won the Not Senior Cup. But at the same time, uh, Forrest had that amazing season where they, they obviously got what got to Webley. I know we, we touched on this before. You you were there with us, and, and and they got promotion. And this season, Carlton's had a, a particularly tricky start uh, through various reasons: the travel, uh, a lot of injuries, and 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 a couple of good wins recently as we record this. But yeah, it's, it's fair to say we've had a difficult start to the season. Forest had a difficult start to the season. We thought that Cooper. Uh, we thought that Cooper might be on the way, and unfortunately, the a decision went the other way. So, in a way, the two the, the club's two fortunes have, have, have sort of run by side by side over the last two years. But it's uh, it's intriguing how uh, uh, 
the other Saturday, for instance, they both won, and it was like, wow, I can't remember the last time that happened. Where last season, uh, there were many weekends where they both won. So, but I, I bet uh, Gary, that that in a way described that best describes football, doesn't it? That you you can be up and down, and you touched on. I think we've touched many times on the fact it's twenty three years with Forest uh, being outside uh, outside the Premier League, and the fact that we might not be there even though we think, and I know Paul thinks we'll definitely stay up. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I also take on board your point, uh, Boatsy, about the uh, the fact that you're getting in one or two away games this season because you're realistic enough to understand that it may be, you know, we may be, we've got to come down again to come up. I mean, I don't know what's your, what's your feelings on what I've just said in terms of, uh, in terms of those points. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, I, I think we're quite lucky this year but with the Premier League because uh, we've had a lot of uh, Sunday games, and I think uh, around Christmas time, nothing clashes uh, with the TV. I mean, a lot of people are moaning about Sky TV. We're having to go to, I don't know, uh, Man City or, or whatever, or a night game, or the Arsenal on a Sunday afternoon. But it, it's better for us, really, because uh, we're getting to see more Forest games. And we could do well, Forest and Carlton, same weekend. You know, there's only been a couple that's clashed because of the TV. You know, Forest aren't having many, that many three o'clocks on Saturdays, which is great for us. I mean, all my mates are moaning, and I don't want to go, you know, but I'm, I was quite happy when the fixtures come out and I see the TV fixtures come out. I'm quite pleased with it because I can do both. You know, I've got a great football weekend, Saturday and Sunday, a lot of the times, you know, so I can do both. It's been brilliant for me. Um, yeah, so. That's pretty good. Um, I think we will stay up. I mean, there was a point where I thought we're doomed, but I'm pretty impressed with how we, we turned it around last few weeks. I think Cooper then could become a bad manager overnight, and uh, it's just took time to gel. Um, and these this bit of a lull with the World Cup on, I think might do as good as well. You know, I know a couple of players are away with the World Cup, but I know we hit form at the right time. I don't want people saying we could still carry it. It would be better if we carried on, but I don't know. The players will be doing a lot of training. We've got a few more friendly matches before we start again at Christmas. You know, Valencia away, Olympiacos away. You know, so we're going to get more games under the belt and games that it doesn't matter whether we win, lose or draw. So there's going to be more game time with them. So I think we will be okay, to be honest with you. I think we will survive. Um, yeah, so like I say, yeah... Um, uh, and like you said, it was Saturday. I went to Carlton Adam when we beat Crystal Palace. You got one eye on the screen yeah. in, the, in the in the club app, and you got one eye on the pitch at Carlton on a Saturday afternoon. And what a day it was! And what we you know, we're all doom and gloom. Forest were bottom of the league. Carlton struggling. It was, I was going to work on a Monday with a long face, <laughs> you know, down in the old drums. And then that that weekend of the week when we both won. Oh, it was amazing. I was absolutely... I went into work on a Monday with an extra spring in my step. It, it, yeah, that's what football could do, isn't it? It just... It, bring, it, it takes you up there. It brings you from down there up there. It's amazing. You know, I was buzzing after that weekend when we both won. You know, so, like you say, that's what football can do to Absolutely. You. And I've got, I've got the same emotions, Gaz, without a shadow of doubt. There's an interesting one. You, you've described yourself to me and, and I think to Paul as well at times as... You've said, and I'll get Paul's take on this first, but you say, to be honest, we're talking about torn between two lovers because they're the two clubs that you're in love with. But you did admit yourself you've got several other clubs. I'm going to come back to you in a minute, Gaz. But Paul, first of all, uh, and we know Gaz has followed England uh, over the years and, and, and he's been to a lot of England games and that type of thing. 
Uh, if you were to name, uh, we talk about torn between two lovers, but if we were to say, okay, have you got a third lover, a fourth lover in terms of football? Would that be the national team, Paul? Would that be Notts County? Is there anybody else in your emotions in football that comes into play? No, nobody at all. Nobody at all. No, it is literally the uh, those two. That's I thought it. you had a, a, a very a, narrow. In the years I've known you, you had a little bit of an association with Notts County. Was that purely commercial, or I always got the impression you yeah. wanted them to do well, though? Uh, well, I mean, it would have been hypocritical to be in bed with them on a commercial level and not kind of, you know, what, but, you know, let's put it this way, Mick, when Forrest played County, it was a very, very one-sided one race in terms of my emotions. You know, I wish them well as a Nottingham club, but there was no, there was no nothing there. There was no emotion at all. That was pure respect because I was involved with Notts County commercially and some great people over the years. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, there was no, absolutely no attachment whatsoever um, that has been massively for Nottingham Forest um, for many, many, many decades. Uh, and more latterly, as we spoke about, Carlton Town, for the reasons mentioned. Paul, another question to ask you on the basis of the same. What would be the club that you always wanted to lose if you were looking and you wanted another club to lose? Uh, and I know hate's a strong word. And, and, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, you know, a lot of it, certainly in terms of me, it's not hate, it's banter with a family. Uh, but who would be the club that you would you would want? Maybe there's more than one club, but who would be the club you? I'm glad they've lost, sort of thing. That's a great question. It'd be Wolves. What would be two? It'd be Wolves and Sheffield United. Not not. Um, I can. Re no, no. Um, I've never regarded Knots as. Uh, sorry, uh, so, sorry. Did you say Knots or Derby? Derby. I've never done the Derby thing. I've never looked at him in that respect. I've never really done the Forest Derby thing. Um, means nothing to me. I wouldn't, you know, for me, I haven't got that affinity in that direction. Uh, the Wolves thing goes back to the 70s um, when they had a, a fullback called, I think it was Jeff Palmer, um, and trying to take the proverbial out of Robbo on the wing. And, uh, yeah, and the battles that we've had with, with Wolves over the years and Sheffield United, they they would be the two that... Sheffield United, I can relate to, Paul, definitely. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, and I think that's why, I suppose, over the years, or, or even more recently, you know, to to get past Sheffield in the semi-final, um, you know, and get to Wembley was particularly sweet. It was particularly sweet. I, I remember, uh, I, I can remember, and I, I can't remember what game it was. I remember we played them at Sheffield a few years ago. There was an incident where I think the ball had been put out of play by Forrest because there was injury to a player, and, and they then played it back to themselves and scored a goal or something along those lines, and it caused a lot of bad feeling. I remember the Paul Hart team, and we went down. And there's a great saying, one which I'm sure you've used yourself, is what goes around comes around, and... And that victory over Sheffield was very, very sweet. Uh, and it went right down to the wire, to be fair. Sheffield with a better team in the uh, in the second game and the save by Samba with his foot in the last minute. And then the penalties. And uh, so, yeah, that that, that I, I felt Sheffield were the team we had to beat if we were to go up. And, and uh, no disrespect to Huddersfield, but uh, I think whoever won that game was probably going to go up. And I'm not just saying that now. I actually said that to people at the time that 
there was a lot of people that thought, oh, Sheffield, God, we've got Sheffield. But I thought if you're going to go up, you've got to beat Sheffield. And we were magnificent at their ground. And then we got a little bit of luck, to be fair. But I think that was due to us, Paul, don't you? Yeah, absolutely it was. And you know what? And Clough, we always used to dispel this. I just want to say, guys, before I go on to this, we've got about a minute left. It's time out. We'll jump straight back in again, um, if that's OK. So we're going to lose each other in a minute's time. Um Cluffy used to, you know, my take upon this was a lucky side can win the cup. A lucky side doesn't win the league. And over, over a season, you get what you deserve. And I always think that if your name's on the cup, not just in football, but in life, you can call it fate, you can call it destiny. Because when you look at that second half, well, the Sheffield game, the particular the city ground, the second leg, as you say, Nick, to say we was lucky, um, you know, I mean, the first half, Forrest went out all guns blazing. Second half, it's like, where are you, boys? Yeah. We were very lucky. The Samba penalty saves, you know, the whole goalkeeping experience from Samba was like, wow, what's this guy on? That was because Forrest's name was written on that. And Cluffy always dispelled that. He, he never he never liked that approach. But, uh, yeah, as much as Sir Brian, as I like to refer to him, you know, he, he was the the equivalent of a football god. Um, that's one thing that uh, I would have always disagreed with him on. Yeah, definitely. Right, I want to uh, uh, I want to go back to the Cotton Town story uh, in a minute or two. But first, Gaz, uh, I'd just like to ask you pretty much the same as what I've asked Paul. You described yourself uh, to me and, and to Paul the other week as uh, basically a little bit of a talk in terms of you wouldn't actually be caught between two lovers, you'd be caught between one or two. Just tell us a little bit about the other clubs you've got a little bit of affiliation to. Uh, and then, can, if you would, just tell us if there are any clubs that you absolutely hate uh, from from a personal point of view. I'd just be interested to hear that, Gary. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I'm fond of Cambridge United because I spent a lot of my childhood in Cambridge. My grandma and granddad were from there. My dad's from Cambridge. But a lot of my family still live there. Aunties, uncles, cousins. Spend a lot of weekends at my grandma's, and if Cambridge United were at home, my grandma didn't live too far away from the ground. Are you there? Yeah, I'm listening. I, I, I yeah. might have appeared, but I'm, 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 yeah. oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, my grandma didn't live too far from the ground, um, so I could walk to, to the, the old Abbey Stadium and take a game in. Um, so, yeah, I used to watch Cambridge United as a kid. I can remember going to uh, watch them against Chelsea in the mid-70s. Uh, total mayhem that day as well, by the way. Pitch invasions, game held up a lot. Um, in recent years, uh, Plymouth Argyle, because I spent a lot of time in Cornwall. My stepdaughter was born in Plymouth. Got a lot of relatives in Plymouth as well. I, I, spend, I, I normally spend uh, New Year down in Cornwall. And Plymouth, there's normally a lot of football games over the festive period. If Plymouth is at home, I'd take my lad over to watch Plymouth. It's only 20 miles from Lou. Uh, I've got to know a lot of the Plymouth lads. Um, so Plymouth Argyle is one of them. Cambridge United is one of them. There's a lot of circumstance, really, why I follow other clubs and look at scores and go and watch them. If, I, if I'm not watching Forest or Carlton, if I can get to a game. The love of football is one of them. And then, when I, well, obviously, when I am in, in the naughty days, I got banned for a while. Uh, I got friendly with Newcastle. I went out, up with, out with a girl up there for a year. I used to go watch Newcastle United uh, quite a bit. And then, I, and then I went over to Germany when I was watching Newcastle and got friendly with a 
Cologne boys, a German lad, so got an affinity with FC Cologne that these days. I go and watch Cologne when I can. I like to go there once or twice a year to watch take one of their games in, vice versa. They come and watch Forest once or twice a year. So you've got FC Cologne, Cambridge United, Plymouth Argyle. Uh, went out with a girl in Newport for a while. Uh, got to know the Newport boys, basically threw me going to Thailand. I used to have a bar in Thailand. Uh, met a lot of football boys over there. Got friendly with some of the Newport lads. And when I was on these banning orders, I wanted to watch Forest for nine years to get my football fixed. I, I, I used to watch Newport. I got I went out with a girl from there as well. So Newport County is one of them. Mansfield Towns is another one because they're only up the road. And we've had a friendship with Forest for a number of years. We could win England games with Mansfield boys. So it's quicker for me to get to Mansfield Towns ground than what it is to Forest ground because you have to go through the city. So I take my lads to watch Mansfield now and again. I know all the other lads, you know. So Mansfield's another one. That, that, just circumstance, really, you know. Uh, yeah, can I just ask you at school? Was did was there a little was there a little touch before you tell us the clubs yeah. you don't like? There a touch on Leeds for a while. Yeah, I was I was a bit of a Leeds fan at school. You know, they were, they were, they were one of the best sides in Britain at the time. Forest in the old second division, struggling. Uh, what don't know why they're going anywhere. Uh, Leeds United were the top of the game, one of the best sides in Europe. Uh, it's either Leeds, Liverpool, or Arsenal. A lot of kids like these days, it's Man City, Chelsea, yeah. United, or Arsenal, isn't it? You know, at school. So Leeds were my team at school, besides Forest, obviously. But uh, yeah, I was a Leeds fan at school. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of circumstance, really. Well, I like my football. I get my football fixed one way or the other. I'll probably call it, I would call myself a football junker. Brilliant. That's. I mean, that that's great. And uh, at the end of the day, you've, uh, uh, you've there's a story to go with each one. What about the clubs that you you don't like? Well, over the years, I don't really hate anybody. To be honest with you, I mean, I have had a few run-ins with a lot of clubs like Derby County, obviously, because I was in my uh, former hooligan days. That was our main rivals. Plus. The, the rivals are not in Forest Football Club on on off the pitch really as well, uh, you know. So you could say Derby. Um, I, I had a Dublin for a while because I've been Newcastle connection. Um, I don't really hate anybody these days, you know. Perhaps did right days. To say, sorry to sorry to interrupt you there, buddy, but I'm a right to say there was there was a Derby County fan that passed through the week, and uh, you, you were one of the first to offer your condolences and send. Said uh, said something up and and and, and I, I, yeah. I, I, I I wasn't involved with that but I heard the story is that is that right Yeah yeah one of the main uh, lads uh, had a heart attack a couple of weeks ago sadly passed away he had a, a, a horrible car crash a couple of years ago and we raised a few quid for for him then as well he he rang me not so long back invited me over for a drink actually because of what we did for the car crash uh, incident and unfortunately he had a heart attack two weeks ago and he's he sadly passed away. So I've, I've uh, obviously a few of the lads obviously got a lot of respect for him. You know, he's always very nice to me, very kind on the England scene. I bumped into him a few times. We had a few scrapes over the years, don't get me wrong, um, a few run-ins, but Dennis, Dennis has always been pretty good to me, you know, on a mutual kind of basis. And he's always a gentleman, you know, and it, it's a sad passing of a football legend, really. And uh, I've got a card. I'm going to nip it over this weekend at some point. And we've raised a few quid for his family. What to do? What they want to do with it? So yeah, we, we, that's a football lads thing. You know, at the end of the day, we're all football fans. Don't matter what club you support, we're all pretty similar. We just follow different clubs. Um, 
I'm sure that they would do the same for for his guys. You know, that that's what football brings everyone together, doesn't it? At the end of the day, you know, I don't think anybody really, really hates each other deep down. You know, no, that's a good answer, Gaz. Before we move on to Carlton Town, because I want to talk to you both about the contribution you've made at Carlton Town in terms of giving money, giving time. But I also want to know what you guys have got out of it as well. So I'm going to touch on that in a minute or two. Uh, but i just got one more question for you, Gaz. One thing since knowing you that I've never really asked you, but one thing that fascinates me, a lot of the people that you were fighting with over the years, the gangs, the history, they've become friends. Uh, I've noticed that in conversations I've had, people I've met with you the last few years that I've known you. Has, how, did, how did that all pan out that, almost people you were scrapping with and, and, and rival gangs that now, in, in your 50s, you've almost become soulmates, friends. Uh, I mean, fr- from an outsider, I was never obviously involved with, with that kind of uh, that kind of thing. But I do find it fascinating. Can you just shed some light on that for me, buddy? Yeah, I, I think it's due to the England scene, really, in the 80s. I mean, you know, we were rivals off the pitch in the 80s and 90s, probably early 2000s. Uh, um, but I think, like like I said earlier about uh, Dennis and Derby, you know, we're we're all football fans. Um, you know, we're all pretty similar. We've got the same interests. We like we've all had the same interests from leaving school. We're, we're football casuals, you know. And and uh, at the end of the day, just because you support a different club, you know, we we, we we all grow up one day, don't we? We all we all mature, and you know, we had these run-ins back in the day. Uh, we like to have a beer these days and chat about the old days and have a bit of a laugh about it. I don't think there's too much harm done at the end of the day. Um, and we've got similar interests. And I, I moved on. And we, and we and a lot of my mates now follow the cricket. These lads, you know, yeah. we, go to the, we go to the cricket together, the Bristol mates. You know, I've got, I'm going to Pakistan next week. We're a Portsmouth lad. You know, a couple of Bristol lads. Yeah, you know, I've yeah, you met, we met most of them, Mick, now. They're always in my company. They, they come up and watch the cricket at Trent Bridge. You know, when Forest play Bristol City, I'll have, a, I'll have a weekend in Bristol. Great city. You know, it's one of the best cities in Britain. Uh, Manchester, I'm a lot of friends with a lot of Man United fans. And having the bar in Thailand, I got to meet a lot of the different uh, lads from different clubs. And when you're in Thailand, you just like to enjoy yourself. Like the same again, you talk about the old days. We have a beer over, over it in Thailand when I had the bar for three years. Got to know a lot of people over there. Um, and when Forest play Man United, I'll have a night out in Manchester, vice versa. They come down here. You know, I'm mates with a lot of Arsenal lads because I had the bar in Thailand with the Arsenal boys. Same with Chelsea as well. You know, and I'm good mates with the Newcastle lads. We're all similar people. And I've got great mates. And I'm glad, I'm glad I've, like Paul said earlier, I've got no regrets. I want to met these people if I didn't do, answer them what I did back in the day. You know, and I've become very, very good friends with these people. You know, and they've all moved on, you know, exactly the same as me. We're all 40s, 50s now. You know, we're not interested in that sort of thing. You know, we, we just like to talk football and have a beer. Just uh, just remind me, your role in the bar, Gaz? Yeah, I was I was part owner. There's three of us owned it. I bought a Chelsea lad's share out of it. Um, I used to go out there for a long weekend. Um, I was like a... I lived in... Obviously, a guy, an Arsenal lad, run, lived over there and run it. Um Another mate in London, another Arsenal lad, he part owned it. Was was three of us owned it together. They had it for nearly three years. We made we made a wage out of it. It was more of a hobby to me than anything. It was a proper yeah. football bar. Everybody in Britain who was good to Thailand and all, they always ain't always made made for that bar. You know, it was a proper football lads bar. So I enjoyed having it. It was more of a hobby to me, to be honest with you. And that, what how did that end? 
Uh, unfortunately, it ended up, it ended up um, one of the lads who owned it, co-owned it with us didn't say a lot, but he had a Thai wife and she had a gambling habit and she was basically taking money out of the profit and gambling it away. Um, yeah. So he started to run up a few debts. So we, we started having to put in his own pocket towards the end. And we didn't know what was happening, you know what I mean? So unfortunately... It died a death. We made me mate were pretty gutted, wouldn't it? It will still be good to this day if that had to happen, to be honest with you. But um, we we won't prepare to fund it anymore at the end. Okay. That's we, interesting. We still, we still got some money back off. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So yeah. I've learned yeah. something from this podcast tonight, buddy. It's uh, yeah. Coming back, but let's move on now because we've talked a lot about Forrest and, 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 and you, your guys' past. And I'd just like to close this uh, the end part of this uh, conversation and chapter as it were by just getting uh, a feel from you guys what it means to you about being involved with Carlton Town in terms of what you've done in terms of what you've got out of it and in terms uh, of what you're still getting out of it because at the end of the day we, we, you know it, it is about Forest and Carlton Town all three of us come from the same uh, Come from the same strand in terms of that, and uh, uh, we'll go back to you, Paul. You've sat, you've sat and listened to uh, that fascinating insight from from Boatsy, which is, uh, I think, been brilliant. Really, just to get a take on on where he's coming from. But just coming to the Colton thing, Paul, uh, you've obviously been involved, albeit in a different sphere to to what Boatsy's involved with. But what what have you got out of it in terms of a personal satisfaction in being involved with Colton Town? I think it's the connection with so many unsung heroes. You know, I love I love in life being around, you know, people that are down to earth, that are doing things for the right reason. And Carlton Town, in many respects, is a, dare I say, a typical community club. You know, and, and all areas have got them. But the thing is, for me personally, I'm not attached to those other areas. I'm a, I'm a Nottingham lad, you know. And I'm attached to Carlton Town. And when I come down to the club, and, you know, whether it's, doesn't matter what capacity, it's to appreciate those unsung heroes that club together and, you know, together we're stronger. And I know that's almost cliche, but we club together, you know, whether it's to play football. For me, it's that sense of community. I love that. And Carlton's magical in that respect. And that's something that Nottingham Forest, despite its two European Cups, its promotions, and I've already said they're deep in the heart, but they can't match the community spirit of Carlton Town Football Club. That's what I get out of it. That's uh, that's good to hear, Paul. And, uh, you know, I, I take a lot of personal satisfaction from, from what you've said. And uh, just I'd like to place on record our thanks to you, mate, for all the, all the help you've given us over the years and all the involvement you've had because... Uh, you know, you, you've been a big part of that journey, and uh, uh, you know, from from on behalf of the committee and the club, I'd just like to take this opportunity to say thank you. Very, very welcome, Mick. Very welcome. It's a two-way street. Gary, yeah. from your point of view, like I say, Paul's been involved a lot longer. You've only been involved. Uh, well, like I say, in, in fairness, it's probably been about eight years in terms of donating stuff. But really, the last two or three years, and and and, and certainly the last. Uh, yeah, and everybody's already looking forward to your interview on Christmas Day with Josh, which I understand you're prepared to come down on Christmas Day again and do that, which is which is absolutely brilliant. But uh, from your point of view, how have you found your sort of role at Carlton and, and, and what have you 
you know, what have you got out of it from from a personal point of view? And I'm I'm, I'm not talking about you uh, financially because you've 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 taken not a penny from the club, but like Paul has, that you've you, you've you've contributed both in terms of finance, but also more in terms of you as a human being. And I'd just like to get your take, uh, Gary, on what uh, what you've got out of what have you got out of doing that. Great pleasure. Um, I've always said I'm a giver rather than a taker. Um, It gives me immense pride, immense pleasure. Uh, The people, it should, like Paul said, it's the beautiful people down there that help out, the volunteers, like your good self as well. Uh, I really enjoy the company down there, the Saturday afternoons, you know, the committee, they're all good guys. The players, Tommy Brookbanks, you know, the manager, how warm a club it is. You know, like the away coaches, Tommy wants you to travel, travel on the on the bus with the players. You know, my my son loves it. You know, Tommy invites my son to train with the first team. You know, he, he's training with semi professional footballers at the age of twelve. He loves it. It's good for his education, his development. And what clubs would do that? You know, um, I just love it. I love it. I love, I could sit in that clubhouse all Saturday night. You know, having a drink, talking football. Mixing with you guys, it's brilliant, you know. And everyone does it out of the kindness of the art, you know what I mean. And then we've got a great football team. The football's brilliant as well. And it's all the it's all the it's all the people that help Carlton Town as well. The community, you know, the donations we do, the, the, the food banks we do for the Gedlin Borough Council, you know, and all the sponsors that, that give the time up and the money to help run that community football club. It's heart of the community as well. You know, I'm down there regular in the week on and make having meetings with you. Uh, you see all the kids playing football. It's a working club. It, it's only six six days a week, you know. And you see all these kids coming to play football at four, five, six, seven, eight, and that's where they start out in life, isn't it? You know, grassroots football. You you feel like you're helping helping develop, you know, future footballers, and you know, and it's just it gives me a buzz. It gives me a, a, a just as much as a buzz of what it did back in the day going on the terraces. To be honest with you, this is my new buzz. We know, so guys, it's it's great. It's great for you to to say that, and that that from the heart that means a lot to me as well. And I'd just like to finish off this this podcast by saying how much I appreciate the contribution both of you's made. The one thing that stands stands out among both of you that is the number of times you've used the word community uh, and the fact that we're a community club, and uh, that to me is. You know, at the end of the day, I, I look on my role at Carlton to a certain extent as as me putting back into the community because I was born in Carlton. I'm a Carlton lad. I went to the Frank Weldon School. I've made my money through my business, but in terms of Carlton, I've put, been able to put back into the local area. Yes, we've had some good fun along the way. I've had some good football results, but uh, we're a non-for-profit club. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've, ma- I've managed to main- maintain that. And I hope in years to come when I've passed on that, that will continue. Who knows? But uh, uh, but I'm very proud to have you both involved. And uh, like I say, from, from a personal point of view, it's a pleasure to uh, have hosted this tonight. And I really look forward to, to the book. I'll hand back over to you, Paul, to sign things off. But uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very Thanks, much. Mate. And there you have it, listeners. Um, Mick Galton, the chairman of Carlton Town, as I said at the top of this 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 podcast conversation, one of the few people that I refer to as a close personal friend. I don't throw that person, I don't throw that word around like confetti. You know, I think we have to earn respect. We have to earn that emotional connection with people. Um, and some cases it's just there. So Mick's one of those 
in more recent times, Gary has certainly come under that banner as well. So, gentlemen, my gratitude for contributing to this uh, this amazing conversation. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul and Nick. We have guys like you. It wants to happen. And all that remains now, listeners, to sign off the way that we always sign off by saying, remember, the game's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond?